right. We've hit the quote-unquote halfway season of the uh, NBA season. And the Portland Trailblazers sit at 15-39, and 39, dear God. Um, by the way, after that Milwaukee Bucks game, you know, the, the win that was supposed to kind of turn the tide of this season, that was a game-changing win for this Blazers team. This young squad could galvanize them. We beat a pretty damn good team. Dame in his return to Portland. That's right. We're all right. We don't need you. Well, they've lost uh, six straight. <laughs> to end the season lost twice to the nuggets lost to the pistons after you up by, you were up by like 26 20 yeah this is big big lumber nice nice uh lost to the pelicans uh putting up only 84 points and then lost back-to-back games to the timberwolves where the second one was just as worse as the first one scoot started though and then they immediately fell down by 30 points so uh i got some numbers here for you Again, numbers. like none of these numbers aren't going to be really shocking because they just reinforce that the Blazers are bad. But the Blazers are 29th on offense, last in the league in effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage, fifth in offensive rebound rate. Hey, there we go. We're missing a lot of shots and getting the rebounds, I guess. We're getting second and third chances, so that's good. Uh, worst half court offense in the league. That is wonderful set offensive uh, pieces it sounds like sounds like my grizzlies right now my newberg grizzlies we are just atrocious in the half court bottom three in the league in transition frequency second to last in assist percentage that kind of sounds mm. like the blazers over the last 10 years quite frankly uh blazers on defense 24th on defense bottom third in effective field goal percentage on defense bottom five in the league in foul rate terrible defensive rebounding started season first in forcing turnovers dropped to fourth and uh press more than any other team switch everything pretty aggressively um so the blazers are cheeks they're straight cheeks and i don't know if Scoot is enough to keep me engaged with the rest of the season. Like, I I just – and listen, a lot of this is personal. Like, I'm just sick of seeing my teams lose and lose and lose and embarrass themselves and lose. And even if they're a good team, they get themselves to to a really important point in the season, whether it be a a playoff game or a Pac-12 championship game, and you lose. So having a team like the Blazers right now, which I get it, they're young, we knew they were going to suck, but like the development of Scoot even, it's just like, you know what, we'll, we'll see how that is after the offseason and I'll check in with you guys next year because he has been playing better. But it's the thing that's killed me about this Blazers season too is that we haven't had all of our horses like at any point in this season. Shaden has played, what, 30 total games. And it seems like every night there's three or four guys sitting. I just, it, it's going to be a tough sell for me to tune in to any Blazers game the rest of the season. And for the fans out there that are, for the sake of development and wanting to see what these pieces are to trade, like we didn't trade Malcolm Brogdon, and guess what? Gets injured. Now he's out for two weeks. That's looking like it's going to work out well. Again, I just... I'm I am a defeated sports fan right now. My heart my heart hurts. My heart hurts for this city. And it again, seeing us root for Dame and the Bucks and rooting for 
things to happen in other franchises and for development. It's just, it, I'm so sick of it, man. Well, I'm not hating, but I'm not rooting for Dane. I'm not rooting for the Bucks. I think the Bucks have kind of turned into some, some, some busters, low key. Like if you look at the, you were gonna say stuff, bitches, weren't you? I was gonna say that, but I don't like to call other grown men, you know, bitches. So hey, I, that's a going, fighting word. Uh, so I'm not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But some busters, I will for sure call them that. We knew it was gonna be like this. I know. And let's, just... I mean, that's the cold part. Like we know when you lose a player. Like Damian Lillard and like C.J. McCollum, you know, because the the team looks, you know, you went from the highest scoring backcourt in the league, or at least one of the highest scoring backcourts in the league, to you can't figure out a a shot in the half court to save your life, you know. So that's a that's a problem. Injuries have been an issue. You know, Aiden was out for a while at the beginning of the season. Um, Shaden was out for some time. Amphrey missed what like almost a month of basketball in between there, like. So you haven't had that consistency, like you said, as far as having all of your guys at one time. I don't like to – I don't want to keep doing it, but, like, Chauncey Billups has to take some responsibility for how bad they are because that's what you do, right? You teach defense. That's why you were hired. The Blazers have never had a problem historically scoring the ball. That wasn't their issue. Their issue was they couldn't stop the chairs that we were sit- that we're sitting in right now. Like, so you had two and and – Really great guards that could score the ball from anywhere on the floor, but neither one of those guys could stop a nosebleed, you know. And so you had all this great interior talent. Because Nurkic offensively can be a huge asset for you, but nobody that could protect the rim. Nurkic, Cantor, all those other guys that you had in between there. But now you see you've got the guys that are just talented. I just don't think you have the coach to get them there. And sometimes it's a matter of taking this talent Figuring out the person that's going to be at the helm and saying, all right, man, you run it. And right now, I just don't think that's Chauncey Billups. I think the best thing, too, though, for Blazer fans is to just watch the young players and see what development you can get out of them. Like, you're going to suck, and you're going to suck probably for three more years, right? And also, I believe they have uh, the fifth hardest schedule the rest of the season. So, hey, throw them to the fire. Like, Scoot just started his first game. Start his ass the rest of the season. Well, and that's the thing. They started him at the beginning. He struggled. He went to the bench. He earned his right back to being a starter. Those are the things that you have to look at for wins. Because at this point right now, you're at the start of building Rome. And Rome wasn't built in a day. Now, you might get lucky, right? And maybe you'll find a another player that fits exactly in with Scoot, with Shaden, with Ant. And all of a sudden, you go from, hey, we're going to have this rebuild, and it's going to take four to five years to, boom, now we're back at the top. But the way that I look at it is, look at where OKC is right now. They got rid of Westbrook in, what, 17 or 18? I know it was one of my first couple years of college. So 17 or 18, they get rid of him. It took them this long to finally be a legit playoff team. And I don't even think that they're quite yet at the stage of they can go win an NBA title. Now, could they get to the to the conference finals? I totally think that. But they still have some room to grow. And the way they did it is they got a bunch of young players. They had a couple of veterans that were in there, like a Jeremy Grant, like a Malcolm Brogdon, that helped teach the young kids how to be a pro. And now they are excelling. So you're at the start of this rebuild, and it's going to take some time. Hopefully Joe Cronin and that front office, they can go in and get the right players around a team to build this team up fast, but it's going to take four to five years. And right now you are really on year one. 
You might feel like it's year three because of all the Dame injuries and getting rid of CJ, you know, a couple of years ago, but really you're on year one and it's going to take time. So you have to find the little things that you value, like Scoot going from a player who struggled at the beginning of the year to now you're starting to see him work his way into the starting lineup and some of the passes that he's making and some of the plays that he's making, they're why you drafted him as high as you did. And I, I know we have to break, but that's the part that hurts most, Will is that this is only year one of what feels like been a four-year slow kind of grind and, and slow I, build. And it's like, so again, you lose CJ for, for nothing, essentially. And then you lose Dame with an injury that year, so so you're down. Then you finally get Dame back, and you're you're just not the same team. And then you're going, then your star player demands a trade, not request, demands a trade from there. And now you're stuck at what should be, year three of this rebuild but now it's a fresh reset and I don't again for me I don't know if it's a talent thing because when I'm looking at guys like Shaden Sharp who I think we all think is going to be a stud in this league you know we look at guys like um Jeremy Grant who can only get better you know if he really gets the opportunity to like Simons you've got guys on this team that can put up buckets and give you buckets I just think at this point it's a leadership thing and that's where Cronin and uh, Chauncey have to figure something out, or I honestly think it might be time to to move forward. It's been three years for Chauncey now. Like, at what point, like, do, do you say, like, all right, I think it's time for us to to go, and I think it might be time for them to find a head coach that that works for these young guys. And right now, I just don't think it's it's Chauncey. Congratulations to him, although for being named uh, one of the finalists for the Hall of Fame, like that's amazing. I think, or did he get in? I didn't see um, what the, the I think, case was. I there. think the headliners this year were Chauncey and and Vince, Vince Carter, and so yeah, uh, Chauncey Billups, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame player, but can he be the the coach that he was a player? I well, don't know. I don't think so. And I think that you know what Blazer fans want to see to end this year is momentum in not so much signs of growth, but signs of like competitiveness and staying with teams like that Bucks win gave them the idea that that could happen. And then you lose six straight. It was like that uh, little stretch in the beginning of January, I want to say, or maybe it was, um, maybe it was December, uh, but where it was just like, you were taking some big losses. Like it was getting really, really ugly there for a moment then you were able to beat Brooklyn, you beat the Pacers, you beat uh, the the you Rockets. You beat some quality teams. The this Rockets year. in overtime, you know, like you beat Philly. Granted, they didn't have um, Embiid. Embiid that game. Or Maxi. So, again, it's just like the ups and downs of this season have been so drastic that I think what you want to see for this last remaining 30 games or what have you is that at least be competitive. Right. And there's going to be an ugly game or two where you get blown out, but it can't be six games in a row of losses. It can't be right. seven losses in a row. I mean, this is year three of Chauncey, but, I mean, if if it goes, if it keeps going this trajectory, I, I mean, I don't know if you give him a year four. But I could see Joe and them deciding to do that because it's – doesn't seem fair to take this team away from him when they're still developing. Uh, the one thing I will say to end on a positive note that I feel like we never saw with the previous uh, regime in uh, GM is Dr- uh, Joe Cronin and uh, Mike Schmitz, the assistant GM. They were in 
Australia for All-Star Weekend looking at some prospects over there. Like, traveling overseas and looking at players, like, in person in different countries, I feel like is something that the Blazers never did over the last 10 years. You're going to be at the top of the draft. you got to start seeing who's available <laughs> all around the world. Well, so, and, you know, probably yeah. isn't a good idea to go to Australia. Here, It's pretty nice down there. Just don't get bitten by some weird snake or spider or something like that. Or box jellyfish or something swimming in the ocean. All right. All-Star game. All-Star weekend. All-Star Saturday happened last night. We're going to fix it. Because it, it seems like it's a little bit broken. So we're going to try and fix some things about All-Star Saturday. Rashad, Will, and I. We do that next here. Sports Sunday. But, Will, Sports Center update.